Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening. You're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Hey everybody, welcome to Loser Like Me, a Glee recap and review podcast. Of course, uh, this week, or this month rather, we're doing some things a little bit differently. We're taking some time off from watching actual Glee to, you know, reflect on the season one that we just watched. And part of that will also involve us bringing this little blooper medley, as I'm calling it. Um, it's basically a sequence of cut bits from all the various episodes of the season. Uh, some of us just me and Christina, some of them with our guests. These were cut just because they went on for too long, or they didn't quite fit in with the rest of the topics going on. And considering some of the tangents we've gone on for this show, you know, that's really saying something. But yeah, kick back, relax, and enjoy these little goofs. Because they could be throwing tomatoes, because tomatoes are technically a fruit, but whatever. Most vegetables are fruits. Duly noted. It's just a culinary thing. Okay. Gordon Ramsay doesn't care about biology. No. One time, one time there was a, a, a gastro chef on a season of MasterChef, mm-hmm. and his gastro, like, his, his gastronomy equipment broke in the very first challenge. Oh, no. And he almost made it to the end of the season. And Gordon said that the best thing that happened to you was you having to sh- cook like a chef and not like a, a gastro person. Oh, that's good. And his name was Scottish Francis. Nice. I don't know what that means. You both might be a little young for guts. I don't know. I'm aware it exists. I, I know of it in the context of, oh, it's MXC, but for kids. Um, y- yeah, more like more sporty than game show. But yeah, pretty similar. It's just a lot of what if we took a basketball hoop and suspended it in the middle of a big arena and you had to bungee jump off of a mountain of cushions and then bounce back up and dunk in the basketball hoop. That was guts, basically. Huh. And then there was the aggro crag at the end, which is just a big obstacle course where adults would throw foam boulders at children when they tried climbing it. Yeah, that uh, that sounds like something that definitely aired on Nickelodeon in the early to mid-90s. So. Yep, yep, that's about the time. It was great. <laughs> if you won, you got a glowing piece of that radical rock, which is um, you can't find anymore because nobody else wants to give theirs up everyone who wanted to sell theirs has mm-hmm. <laughs> what oh have you it was it's several years old now it was a game grumps uh video where no. oh they were doing a psa <laughs> for selling shirts and <laughs> okay you know who the game grumps are right Yes, I do. Okay. So I'm they just were, trying to like figure out where this is going. They were doing a sketch on selling their new shirts, and it was like a, a old school huckster kind of thing. And they're like, oh, we've got our first color. We've got our first color. Oh, but but we didn't even get out the number. How are they calling us if we didn't give the number? And then like, uh, I think it's Dan. He picks the phone up, and he like he gets possessed by a demon. And he like turns to face the other guy, and he's like, uh, <laughs> like has like the voice of Legion, and it's like, uh Aaron, Aaron. What what is it, Dan? What is it? You won't believe the prices on these shirts. And then Aaron turns back to the camera. See? Even demons know. Even demons know. <sighs> and then somehow that got taken and turned into like an example of like 
uh, just a reaction image when someone who's a terrible person makes a good point, like yeah, when Mitt Romney said Trump is not a good president, and we're, people are like, yeah, see? Yeah, okay, that tracks, that tracks. I can never remember where the frog wizard is from. I, I don't know. I'm sure I could probably Google it right now, but we don't have to. Well, I just Googled Ohio cryptids. Oh, okay. Oh, no, yes! Ohio has the frogmen! Okay, so then uh, Rachel Berry and the frogmen formed the cryptid glee club. There's also a grassman. Oh, there have been Mothman sightings in Ohio. Huh. Uh, let's see, there's a Minerva monster, who seems to be just their local Bigfoot. There's a bog monster. There's Orange Eyes. Uh, there's the Charles Mills Lake monster. There's the Crosswick monster, who looks like my lizard folk D&D character. <laughs> and the Lake Erie monster, Bessie. Oh, Bessie sounds nice. Oh, there's a Peninsula Python. Um, oh, which was actually real. Uh, a bunch of exotic snakes escaped into the town of Peninsula, Ohio. Huh. And most were recaptured except for a 20-foot python. Oh, so it's still out there. Oh, uh, yeah, actually. Oh, they ha- they have a Peninsula Python Day. Aw. <laughs> See, like, that's the point at which, like, if, like, if cryptids exist, I feel like the point at which a town, like, declares a day in your honor and joyfully celebrates it for a couple of years running, that's probably a, sa- a sign that it's safe to not be a cryptid anymore. Yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah. If I need to retire to a small town, I'm going to retire to the small town that, like, praises the cryptids. Yes. That's a good, that's probably a good idea, depending on what area it's in. Now, odds are half the populace are ghosts, but I can work with that. I will let you do that. <laughs> I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> you know what just occurred to me? In the stages of Ryan Murphy's evolution as a creator, you c- Glee is the first evolutionary stage, which then the show evolved into, uh, into Scream Queens, which then evolved into the entirety of American Horror Story. I would argue... If you want to chart the flowchart of Ryan, because you, you actually have to start with Popular, and then that goes into Glee, and then you have Niptuck as a separate thing, and I'd argue that Niptuck went into Scream Queens, and then they crossed to become, or yeah, Niptuck went into American Horror Story, and then they crossed to become Scream Queens, and then after that, like, I would argue, say Pose branches off of American Horror Story, and then politician branches off of glee and then hollywood probably comes off of the politician with also a little bit of glee yeah just yeah there's definitely some glee in there the showmanship yeah and i guess and i guess new normal, <laughs> new normal also branches off of glee because new normal is the one that has the literal ryan murphy self-insert yeah we'll get to that later i have listen We'll need a flowchart episode. Oh, God. Bonus content. Yep. F- finish your rant and then I have a fun fact about Scarlet Fever. I think this is the best place to fit the fun fact in, actually. Okay, um, fun anecdote. I actually know someone who has had Scarlet Fever. Like, real life nowadays. I, uh, I, have, a, I have a co-worker. She's frighteningly accident-prone. My, my boss has said that she thinks that this co-worker is uh is being protected by like a swarm of good fairies because she has so far managed to survive um riding riding a lime scooter hitting a pothole flying like 10 feet hitting her head on the ground and then getting a concussion sleeping on the concussion and now she's presumably fine 
Um, but also, she did actually get Scarlet Fever in the year of our Lord. 20, uh, I think it was 2019? Good gravy. Either 2019 or 2018. She, it was, it was because she got something that was maybe strep throat, didn't do anything about it, and then, and then got Scarlet Fever, and then ended up, and then we only heard, like, the day after she got her diagnosis of fucking Scarlet Fever that we heard about it, at which point I had two co-workers in my department who were pregnant, and we heard about that, and I said, you guys go over there, I'm deep cleaning everything on her desk that she could possibly have touched. Oh my god. It It is a miracle that she is still alive. Yeah! One moment. <laughs> what, you mean you don't like having... The rain stopped and the sun said, fuck you. You mean you don't like having one side of your face being lit in blinding contrast? <laughs> I'm not a fan on this audio medium. It's okay. <laughs> so so here's the thing. It's okay. Anyway, so- Scarlet Fever. <laughs> Um, but I guess that's, I guess that's it for the episode, actually. Uh, that's everything. Yeah. Uh, 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 did I, no, you, it's, wait, do if you I start, under- does that mean I finish or do you finish? I you think finish. you, I think you finish. Oh. I don't remember, but I can, what, what if we both, what if we just both do it and then we, we both read it and then you can pick whatever one it's supposed to be when you edit. <laughs> Is that too much work? If it is, we can do one. You know what? You know what? No, let's let's both do it. Okay. In perfect unison. No. Challenge, challenge, fucking accepted, my dude. <laughs> also, I was recently, I recently moved from the upstairs floor of my house into my basement, and so I was going through some of my old yearbooks, and it was a it was a wild time capsule going through because yeah. like they at the end they always have like here's what was happening in like social media not even social media because that was barely a thing a decade yeah. ago but like here's what's happening in entertainment and stuff it's like ooh Brangelina's yeah. together and Mr. and Mrs. Smith yeah yeah there's like we have like little like extra like I guess you could call them like supplements that you can add into a yearbook of like hey here's the current events and like this at this point <laughs> i would say probably a solid like a solid third no, it's not even a solid third. We have a separate supplement that is just about COVID. Oh, <laughs> that yeah, schools I guess that can add sense. into their yearbooks. Um, yeah, we had that. Oh, <laughs> speaking, speaking yeah. of supplements, so there was in my senior year there was also a printing error with the yearbook, and oh, my no. homeroom wasn't included. Oh no! So, like, they sent out the pages out. Basically, it was you got the two pages. And you could, like, peel off a sticky part and then just insert it directly into the spine of the yearbook to get those. But, of course, yep. not everyone went out of the way to pick up the missing two pages of the homeroom, specifically designed for students who transferred to that school in their senior year. Yikes. And that whole homeroom was a mess, because none of us liked each other. We had all just moved to that school from other cities. Um, yeah. We were stuck in the guidance office. The guidance counselor was our homeroom teacher. The only guidance he ever gave us was go to SIAS and get a job at Sask Power. Those were the only viable career paths. Yikes. And because none of us interacted with each other, it was so hard to make friends. Because everyone else, their home rooms had been 
the same, like, 20 people or 30 people through their entire high school career. Or even, yeah. even if you transferred to school at grade 11, you still got shuffled into a homeroom. But no, if you're new, then you're stuck on the outside. Like, at least if I got into an existing homeroom, people would be like, hello, it's nice to meet you. Oh, you're new here? That's so cool. Let me introduce you to my clique. Yeah... So, yeah, just the, the one more thing on top of the whole situation that really made my presence at that school feel optional. Well, hey, you know what? It's great that neither of us are in high school anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that's tough for another day. I did realize recently that I've been per chasing, chasing the high of the, uh, high school graduation since my high school graduation. Really? Really. I just, I am a sucker for any teen drama that either starts or ends with a graduation scene. Oh, yeah, I think you were, I think you were tweeting about that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. We can talk more about that later, but it didn't all, like, watching, <laughs> watching the graduation in the series finale of a teen drama that has a reputation for being really bad almost made me go back and watch the teen drama from the start. Was it Riverdale? No. Or was it Degrassi? No, no, Degrassi's mostly fine. Also, De Degrassi huh. has fucking graduations for days. Degrassi graduation episodes every other season. Yeah, I think. Although I I was watching my favorite graduation, which hey has a musical number in it. Huh. And I I did tear up because Aww. also some of my favorite characters graduating from that one. Ah, you're just, you're just proud of them. I'm very proud of them. Yeah, they did so good. They built a greenhouse. I just I was so I was so ready to be done at both of my graduations i was at high school i was like i'm so glad that i'm never gonna get have to talk to any of you ever again well okay so here here's the other thing is that at my graduation like i knew most of most of my friends would be going to university with me so it didn't feel like so intel we're getting so far ahead of ourselves because we don't have to talk about glee's graduation for another three years I mean, but i mean look I, I also figured that you were probably gonna be cutting like most of this in posts so this will probably going to frankencast but so here's the thing is that in American TV, graduation is seen as this like this big stepping off point because so many of these kids like I've graduated from my spot, my small high school in Ohio, and now I'm going to go off to New York or L.A. and go to high school there and become the best in my field. And it's very much like mm -hmm. you are leaving childish things behind and entering a whole new stage of your life. Yeah. But when I went from Regina High School to Regina University and almost all the people I knew in high school went with me, like very few people went out of province or out of country to go to their post-secondary. So mm -hmm. it wasn't as huge a change for me. And also, again, like I only had a few friends there, and but they weren't as close as I would like. Like they, they were great in high school, but we very much lost touch after university, even though we all went to the same university pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. my high school graduation did not have the same feeling of new beginnings that you get when you watch other shows and like other places doing their high school graduations. Yeah, I attribute mine my feelings about my high school graduation to the fact that like during like most of my high school, a lot of people who went to my high school were the kinds of people who were like my best t like high school was the time of my life and I love it so much and I was like, yeah, I mean I I had good things happen to me in high school, but also now I'm just much more excited to go to college where maybe I will I will have a dedicated group of friends. <laughs> uh, like like a dedicated group of best friends. Mhm. Mm and which, which I ended up having. And so at high school, I was like, yeah, like, good times. See you later. We'll not be attending reunions. <laughs> and then at college, graduation was like, I am so exhausted and tired. And I'm so glad that I sat with my friends instead of with my department, with my degree program for this graduation ceremony. Because now we're sitting here and snarking 
during the commencement speech that none of us really cared about. Yeah. And also, and also now I can sleep. <laughs> My university commencement, I regret going just because it was a whole day where I was just sitting in the back doing nothing, basically. Yeah. Like, and see, that's high school graduation optional. Or no, not optional. High school graduation, mandatory. But actually going to the commencement ceremony would have been optional. I could have just waited for my degree to show up in the mail and not have to go there. Mm -hmm. It would have been great. But my my parents were like, no, we want to go to the ceremony. And then even them after the ceremony were like, yeah, we didn't have to be here for all of this. Yeah. Because like at at high school, they kind of knew. It's like other people going through because they are my friends. And also it was a lot of people I went to elementary school with. So even though if I wasn't in touch, my parents could be like, oh, and there's that family. And there's that kid that Tanner used to know. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But like university was my parents sitting in a hot auditorium watching like 2000 people (laughs) that they've never met and didn't care for walk across the stage saying, where the fuck is our child? Yeah. Um, I have a picture during story. Yeah. Uh, in, in one of my middle schools. Sure, go ahead, go ahead and tell it. We can cut it if you don't want it. No, th- this one's funny. In one of my, because it didn't happen to me. Uh, but in one of my middle school years, they scheduled dress like a pirate day. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, we'll, we'll just do random spirit days. And so it'd be like, uh, this is a Halloween costume. Obviously, the one would be like, dress in the 70s day or dress like a pirate day, stuff like that. So they had a uh, dress like a pirate day scheduled, but they realized, oh no, we've scheduled this on the same day that all the photography people are coming in for picture day. So we obviously can't have dress like a pirate day. How dare they? But my friend's like, no, I want to dress like a pirate. You said it's dress like a pirate day. I have my pirate outfit ready for that day. I'm wearing my pirate outfit for that day. Uh-huh. So one of my friends is in the, I think it's the grade eight yearbook, dress like a pirate. Nice. Nice. And then, yeah, it would be the grade eight one because the grade nine one, she just colored diamonds on her face with a marker. And I don't know why she did that. I'm huh. not sure if she knows why she did that. High school. That would have been what, like, 2008? Um, 2007? Grade nine. I was class of 2010. So, nine, eight, seven. Wait. Or six. Hang on, hang on. Two, 2009, 2008, 2007. That would have been 2006. Yeah. <laughs> my sound, I just hit my sound screen, sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, this episode <laughs> we've barely scratched the episode. Okay, I need I need to talk about what's actually happened in the episode before we get derailed again. Yeah. Just we have yeah, okay. one foot in here. So okay. it's, it's I have, the fifty I have I have notes too. Okay. Hey, do you have were there any signatures in your yearbook that your friend signed that stood out to you? Uh, that's what I can remember. I don't have... I, the only yearbooks that I think I really got signed were in middle school. And that was because in middle school, we got our yearbooks before the end of the school year. So we had like a yearbook signing day. Oh, okay. In, uh, whereas in high school, we got our yearbooks over the summer so they could include things from the entire school year in it. Ah. And so then I never had anyone sign my yearbook because it was like, well, at this point, everyone... It's like... It was even more socially awkward to bring a yearbook to school after the year in which it was published for (laughs) or printed for than it would have been to, like, take it to people over the summer and say, like, hey, before we go off into college, would you like to sign our yearbooks? Yeah, we had, like... I never got around to it. (laughs) We usually had a day or two, at least we did in high school, um, and the, the one that I remember in my senior year was one of my friends, like, on the back blank page... In all caps, taking up the entire page, she just wrote, FREE BOOKS! 
Yeah. Because there was an event that we volunteered at for the school where it was like a movie night slash uh, book drive where you, you could just bring in your old books and then exchange them with like other donated books. And we just got so hard. Interesting. Like, oh, it's free books night. Yeah. Is that a friend that I know? No, because I haven't spoken to her oh, since okay. high school. Ah, yeah. That happens. Listen, she was she was very she was a very fun, but very specific kind of friend. Uh, we, yeah. we first met where I was trying to make friends at school, and the very first conversation was how she had a cyst in her vagina. Oh my god. And she had to get it removed so that it wouldn't explode. And that's how she described it. Um, and then on Facebook, you know how you could set nicknames for yourself on Facebook once upon a time? Vaguely, yes. And her, so the middle name that she had set up was Goat Killer. Okay. I don't have any stories that are quite that flavorful that I can remember offhand, so... <laughs> So, I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure my friends and I wrote some pretty, you know, like like LOL random XD stuff in our yearbooks in middle school, but I don't remember and I don't have any of them on hand. I'm, so. g- I'm going to have to go uh, grab mine after. I used to have them right beside me, but now I put them in on the bookshelves out there to make yeah. room for my game books. Yes, which is good. Yes. I will never have to work evenings again, except God. for the overnight one, but I'm fine. That's the podcast shift. Yes. <laughs> That's the secret pod shift. <laughs> I go in there with like 16 podcasts, I exit with three. <laughs> nice. I wish no I was that efficient. <laughs> you gotta get that 1.5 no cu- no silences speed. Basically, people ask me how I'm able to do time and a half, and I tell them it's because my brain already goes that fast. Yeah, it's just already moving. Yeah. Some podcasts I listen to at normal speed, I'm like, why are you so slow? I fucking, I listened to, like, Waypoint Radio without the silence skip the other day, and I was like, what is happening? Why are y'all <laughs> thinking so long after your words? Yeah. Oh, but the the jokes land better with silences. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> also, I saw Cats twice. Yeah, yeah, fucking great idea. I unironically like Cats. Same here. <laughs> The yeah. second time I went, it was with three different friends. And when we went in there, there were only eight people in the theater. And one of my friends knew the other four. Beautiful. Beautiful. Good. So Good. we were able to riff on the entire movie. Oh. Good. And I did still cry during Mr. Mistopheles, but when Dame Duty Gents looked directly at my friend Ryan, he began to dissociate. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it pushes. It is a. It is like Jiren like and Dragon Ball Super. Her eyes have power, and they push your body out backwards and you astrally project and you can look down on yourself i I, but can, I, I digress I can, I can picture exactly how that looked ryan dissociating at julie dench at, at dame judy dench speaking to him yeah. <laughs> um something 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 this isn't paw patrol <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh god I'm glad <sighs> my cousins are bigger fans of PJ Masks. <laughs> that, yeah. They're fast praxis, baby. <laughs> Not to get ahead of Will ourselves. Gets... Not to get ahead of ourselves, but in season three, we find out that uh, Emma's family are gender supremacists, so they probably wouldn't have wanted to show up anyways. Whoa! <laughs> Everything happens so much! <laughs> that w- and and her parents also Adina Menzel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Tanner disappeared from off screen. <laughs>
I had to back away from my computer so I didn't see what Riley was doing. <laughs> I just fucking stared into the the, the middle distance. There is no theme music, Riley. The- I know, it's just that that's what you missed on Glee. Fucking ding. Yeah. No, the theme music has been locked away by Fox. It's in the vault. We've yes. never heard it. <laughs> they recorded it and it never it never got released. They recorded a theme? Recorded they a theme did. Song. According to Diana Agron, I, they recorded it, and then Fox just never used it, so now they can't get to it. Amazing. Hey, an- hey, anonymous! If you need a break from help, if you need a break from helping to dismantle um, white supremacists and corrupt institutions, how about releasing that Glee lost uh, theme song? It'll just it'll be released into the aether after we guillotine Richard Murdoch, Robert Murdoch, someone Murdoch. Robert Murdoch. Just get them all. <laughs> Fucking, there's like, we see a phone ringing, and and like the thing flashes over the screen, and it's like the year 2025. And like, fucking, oh, the actor who plays Artie picks up the phone. It's like, hello, and Kevin McHale. (laughs) Kevin McHale, and Leah Michelle's voice is on the other line. It's like, I'm putting together a team. (laughs) And we see oceans, they're clean. Followed by well, an acapella. Because I don't think anyone speaks to her anymore. But aside from that, nope. I am with you 100%. That's why it's so yeah. shocking. And then, then you get the acapella. Bum, 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 I hate this. Last time I had saw a show with that long of a mid-season break, it was when S.H.I.E.L.D. took a hiatus so that they could fill the time slot with Agent Carter. And then when Agent <sighs> Carter was gone, then S.H.I.E.L.D. came back in. God, Agent Carter ruled, though, huh? Agent Carter. You know, you know, Susan's needed in the more final lesbians, right now. but it was good. I, I want to. I need to watch Shield. I, 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 last time I watched Shield, they went to space, and uh, I watched uh, Charlie. Is that his name? He fought uh, the Hive, blonde boy. Um, he was a blonde boy. He skies. Uh, a oh yeah, yeah. That Daisy's was boyfriend. I, I don't- He's a man. I don't he think was. His in- name is Charlie, but I can't remember his name. That was the season three finale. His name might be Charlie because in my brain because he was in a season of Mako Mermaids um which is a uh m- New Zealand th- slash Australian uh mermaid show and uh he is a he is uh the dumb hot boy in it who hangs out with the mermaids and doesn't know they're mermaids good i i good. i remember you having a whole like tw- uh, realization yes. on twitter like this is just power rangers with mermaids i lo- i i i remember that deep dive and i love it that was it. my second watch through of Mako mermaids it's, it's just a good show. It's a good show for like that first season. I support season. you, Riley. I support you. The newer yeah, version's a really that. good show in the first season and then like it like falls a little bit because it leans too much into like this weird gender thing when like instead like these two boys should just be dating. Um and then they switch <laughs> cast. They switch like two of the mermaids out because they left the show. But and one of them is the best one, Nixie. Ivy Joy Latimer, who's now just an improv comic in like fucking Sydney or some shit. <laughs> She's very funny. Um, but uh, that's not Glee. <laughs> here's here's the two things I know about uh, H2O Just Had Water Mako Mermaids is mm. Claire. Claire? Claire! <laughs> Emma! And, and then the, pro- the, the, the boy protagonist who gets turned into a merman yes. in the, the second show mm-hmm. went on to, I, I think he's like New Zealand's darling or Australian's darling, and he went on to play uh, the Monkey King in a Journey to the West yes. show. Yes! And the villain in that show is Philip from Power Rangers. I have watched... 
Really? Everything that we have referenced here. Yes. <laughs> that that second show of Mako Mermaids fucking slaps. I love it a lot. Highly recommend that first season. Okay, well, we'll put it on the list for what we do in five years when Glee finishes. <laughs> Assuming there's um, not Glee too. <laughs> to, to Riley, Riley, do not speak it into the universe. Glee too. We are, Tom, we are not happen. strong enough. Tom Hooper's Glee too. <laughs> No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Almost pulled my headphones out. <laughs> We've CGI'd in the cheerleader outfits for some reason. <laughs> Lost in the woods. What would what would the modern Glee soundtrack be? What would what would these episodes hold for us? Hang on, let me pull up the fanfic that I've been working on. Thank you oh, God. for this gift to me. Let me grab my spreadsheet <laughs> okay, that so... I used to track to make sure the well, songs are distributed mostly evenly. Thank you. You've while done you more pull work it up, than Tanner. <laughs> while you pull this up, I will summarize to Riley. So Tanner has this fic mm-hmm. that is set in the modern day, and it follows Beth, because by now Beth would be a high school student. Mm-hmm. And Technically, it... it's set in 2025. No. no. Okay. And... So people are just ignoring the fact that all their songs are five years out of date. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Beth is uh just to, just to, Beth is who Beth my is brain is remembering as Drizzle, I believe, is yes. what Finn was yes. correct in episode yes. one. Yes. Yes. And who and who we call Flat Baby. Yes, yes, F B. <laughs> I got you, I got you. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Follows Beth. Yes. What's uh what what do we got for, for uh for Beth's songs here? For fucking Boru Boruto the Glee Generation. <laughs> <laughs> who's the teacher is teacher like old mr feeny shoe at this point so so here's the setup so it starts we're not talking about this episode that happened it's, it's all this fic now i mean look so, when, when when people as chaotic as especially the two of you are who are in this episode everyone knows we're in for a long yep, session yep. By, the way, by the way this is the first time me and riley have met oh damn, oh, damn it really? is ain't it <laughs> nice to meet you here's my nice spreadsheet <laughs> Oh, so, just make so a, here's, your fucking so, Twitter profile, Tanner. Nice to meet you. Here's my spreadsheet. <laughs> right now, my right now my Twitter profile is make a spreadsheet and eat the rich. Mm-hmm. Also valid. Also valid. How else are you gonna evenly distribute their wealth afterwards if you don't? You have the spreadsheet. Precisely. Mm-hmm. So it starts off with Beth and living with Shelby. They're mm-hmm. back in Akron, the hometown of Vocal Adrenaline, and then they get in a car accident. And this is all set to Rachel this? in New York singing God, Mama Who Bore Me from Spring Awakening, because of course she is. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then Rachel has to come and she has to be Beth's guardian because mm-hmm. she was the only one in the will or something. I don't know. Shelby's in a coma. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Beth is like, I'm going to audition for Vocal Adrenaline. And then she doesn't get in because she's distracted because she doesn't like Rachel and she doesn't like Rachel trying to replace Shelby. And Rachel has grown up a little, but not enough. Um, so can I, can I give you a immediate pitch? Can I give you an immediate enough. pitch? Yes. I know what happened about the will. It's that Rachel murdered Shelby. <laughs> 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 and, and then she forged the will. Who's that interstage think- right? Columbo. <laughs> you- <laughs> yeah, Riley, you are thinking like Ryan Murphy. And I don't know whether to be pleased or afraid. 
Listen, <laughs> Tanner's already done the groundwork. Tanner's already set this up perfectly to fit the tone. <laughs> at least, at least, listen, at least in my in my first go-around writing a Glee fanfic five years ago. No, ten, eight years ago. Yeah. At least in my first go-around, I had the gumption to make it a plot point saying that one of New Direction's greatest strengths was last-minute set lists. I also did better sabotage, because I said that the rival show choir switched the mail out and tricked them into thinking that the theme for the competition was different, and they were going to go in with no Broadway numbers, when it was supposed to be a Broadway theme, but that they thought it was a dance theme. But don't worry, they were able to pull together a last-minute Rent-themed set list. <laughs> God. <laughs> also, 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 there was a number where they, uh, they, they got their costumes by going to a thrift shop, and they sang Thrift Shop by Malcolm Moore. Yeah, wow. Go tracks. God, you really got your finger on the fucking pulse, don't you? <laughs> you like... <laughs> shit. <laughs> I've grown a lot as a person since then. So, speaking of ham and pineapple pizza, <laughs> um, I've, I've come to a realization about myself. Oh? I thought... I thought long ago that the reason I didn't like ham and pineapple pizza was because it had pineapple on it. But that's incorrect. Pineapple's pretty good on pizza. Ham on pizza, on the other hand. I have never had a good ham on a pizza. You know what? That's actually fair. Could you fucks with a pepperoni pineapple? Huh. Yeah, I mean, like, one of my go-to pizzas right now is pepperoni, jalapeno, and pineapple. Oh, that sounds good. That's very spicy. It's it's good. Like, the pineapple helps cut some of the spice that comes with the jalapeno. But then I also put hot sauce on top of it because <laughs> I'm that kind of person. I, I might have to order that next time I'm getting pizza. See, I, I feel like I feel like I could get on board with pepperoni and pineapple. I might not do jalapeno because, listeners, I am a white. So but, am I. I uh, just practice. But but I'm that sounds to like think a here. What would I sub instead of jalapeno if someone was going to get it without jalapeno? Would banana peppers be an acceptable substitute? Banana peppers could be okay. It wouldn't be uh, green bell pepper. Green bell pepper has a different sort of more vegetable flavor. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, How do we feel about olives? I love olives. Um, no olives is. I love anything that comes in a brine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that explains it for me. I also, I like green olives on a pizza. Most places don't do that anymore. Hmm, yeah, that's true. Yeah, see, my my mom was also, she also likes green olives on pizza. So, like, you have company, Cassidy. Back when, like, um, when I would come visit my dad here in Florida, we would order pizza and I would, my favorite pizza to order would be pepperoni, sausage, and green olives. And every time he'd be like, why would you order it with green olives? We have green olives at home. We can just put it on the pizza. <laughs> In your defense, it is entirely different if you're just literally putting something on top of the pizza later and then cooking it into the pizza. Yeah. It's entirely different cooking processes. I love how we said that we needed to get a move on and immediately got distracted by pizza opinions. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. Pizza is important. <laughs> It's relevant. We just don't have time to go back through a spreadsheet right now. <laughs> okay, so. Sebastian, the whale washing dolphin. Tanner? Tanner, I'm impressed by your ability to make that noise. What the fuck? <laughs> I wish I could make that noise on command. You've been blessed with a gif. 
Do I do I need context for that thing you just made, Tanner? <laughs> you are you familiar with the film Shark Tale? No. I am quite familiar with the film Shark Tale. Okay, we're gonna have to have a Shark Tale movie night, I guess. Oh my god. I'll, I'll put it on the list. Okay, so <laughs> Shark Tale is an early 2000s movie. Uh, it's set in the ocean. It was the uh, DreamWorks competitor to Finding Nemo. It starred yeah. Will Smith, Will Smith as, a, <laughs> yeah, as, as the talking fifth, with the face of Will Smith, um, and he works at a car wash. And there's also Jack Black, who plays a shark, who's like the son of a mafia don shark, who's played by the mafia don man who plays the mafia dons. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want to be a shark mafia shark because I'm a vegetarian, and it's all very like this shark is a homosexual, and then there's like. A, a thing happens, and people think that Will Smithfish killed the Jack Black shark, and he becomes Oscar the Shark Slayer, and then he gets really famous, and then he ends up like leaving his love interest, Renell Zellweger Fish, and gets seduced by Angelina Jolie Fish, um, and his boss is a pufferfish played by Martin Scorsese, but that's not important. The thing is, basically, it's it's Dragonheart, but Will Smith Smithfish fakes killing Oscar. Uh, f- f- yeah. He fakes killing the Jack Black shark, and then they have to fake his death, and so Jack Black shark disguises himself as a dolphin. Listeners, I want you to know that I've slid all the way down in my chair to the point where I don't know if any of you can see me anymore. <laughs> I can see, like, the top of your head. <laughs> I think I'm now hungover from hearing you describe the plot of Shark Tale, Tanner. <laughs> it's like an okay movie. Chimney Christmas. There are some pretty good mashups outside of Glee. Have you ever heard of the Disturbed mashup with Taylor Swift? My favorite mashup is uh, is called Call Me a Hole, and it's Call Me Maybe mashed with Head Like a Hole uh, by Nine Inch Nails, and it is incredible. <laughs> I'm going to have to seek that out. Oh, yeah, same. I highly recommend it. It's on YouTube, and it is uh, spectacular. Wait, Nine Inch Nails, you mean nice is neat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have uh, a final thing to share with the two of you, and I don't- Yeah, go for it, Emily. I don't think that this made it into the recording. I think this is just what we talked about before, but I mentioned- I mean, we are still recording. <laughs> gl- well, I meant- that before we started recording, I mentioned oh. about uh, Riverdale. Almost two hours ago. <laughs> Riverdale and Glee being cousins because they share a writer. And I have <sighs> I have since uh, done slightly more research on IMDb about this. And show creator for Riverdale, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa, wrote the following Glee episodes. Oh, no. Season 3, 14, On My Way. Season four six Gleese. Season four sixteen feud. I actually like that one. Season five six moving out. Don't like that and one. And season five eighteen the backup plan. So he wrote six episodes on Glee, and I I can say that I think that one of Ryan Murphy's most severe sins is inflicting Riverdale upon the world. <laughs> Um, I will say that the backup plan is my one of my most hated Glee episodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not looking forward to any of those. <laughs> Promiscuous girl, you're teasing me. 
why didn't they put this, that, and that song would have been good in the episode and they didn't feature it. Because it doesn't have a bad reputation. It, it has a none reputation because it's the Canadian <laughs> breakaway hit in the States. Huh. Canada barely plays the Canadian breakaway hits. <laughs> and on the radio this morning, I heard a song that was like a winning song from a reality show two years ago. I'm like, wow, you guys are playing this? Oh, I guess it is 5 a.m. Yeah. There was... What was it? There was a song... I think... I don't remember what day it was, but there was a song where I was, like, driving to work. And I heard, like, the first... The first three seconds of the intro. And I was like, oh! This song is... It was, like, Ice Ice Baby or something. And I, like, recognized it simply because I heard so many times on Glee. And I was like... I need to listen to more music that's not Glee music. I I remember when I was little, I, I had heard Ice Ice Baby before I heard Queen, before mm-hmm. I heard Under Pressure. So Under Pressure was playing on the radio while my dad was working on something in the garage, and I'm just standing like, Dad, oh my gosh, Queen stole this melody from Vanilla Ice! And my dad's like... <laughs> You're just, oh, Tanner. Yeah, yeah they, they sure did, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Queen absolutely did it better. <laughs> now, here is like here was a genuinely like enjoyable scene that did make me feel something besides cringe. Bum 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 bum. Do do bum 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 bum. Do 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 Listen, every time I try to sing the Law and Order theme, it turns into the Weep Channel. No, it's. Something like that. My mom watches so much Law and Order, you guys. (laughs) Well, so does Will, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, y'all hope y'all are enjoying that in the extras episode that we're gonna do at the end. <laughs> anyway, but like this this song has a bad reputation due to the fact, like due to the music video, because the music video is so dang weird. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the music video? No, I actually haven't. Oh well, let me sing the chorus of the little version so you can get an idea. Okay. And they shouldn't fence at night. Or they're going to hurt the gymnasts. Why do they play football inside? Here's another shot of fencing. And I've mostly been lit from behind. Watch these shadows run off. I walk onto a terrace where I think I'm alone. But Arthur Fonzarelli's got an army of clones. They do the Macarena, but I'm still not impressed. They beg for me to dance with them, but not in this dress. I'll pose like Rocky tonight. I'm running up a bunch of stairs. Strip football and a surprise mirror. Wow. Also, the music video is arguably hornier than physical. I mean, are you comparing it to the physical that was done in this episode of Glee, or are you comparing it to the original physical? Yes. Ah, okay. Also, did you know that this song was probably written for a Dracula musical? No, but I absolutely believe it. <laughs> Anyways. I mean, I can't blame them. Like, Just if a lot were, of lip flapping? Yeah. Blem, 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 blem. 
Meow, 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 meow. Why didn't Glee cover the Meow Mix theme? Oh my god, I would love that. Brittany and Lord Tubbing to duet Meow Mix theme. Meow, 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 I forgot there were actual, like, are there actual lyrics to that song, or is that just ad-lib? No, those those are definitely lyrics. Nice. But I think, the lyrics were, like, in the, if, if I remember the history of the Meow Mix commercials, the lyrics were in the initial version, but most people just remembered, like, the, the melody, and so they just swapped it out with the cats, and I think it was just more funny because of people were like, hey, did you see the commercial that went, meow, 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 meow. You know, it's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Like what? Yeah. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there are so many Kurt and Blaine AUs that completely miss the mark, where it's like, Blaine, Blaine is a helpless young ingenue and Kurt is a mafia boss. Really? I mean, in his defense, though, Kurt does know how to use swords. <laughs> if not yet canonically, then spiritually. <laughs> That's his gender. Swords. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna judge you for having to take a second to blow your nose if you're not if you're not gonna judge me with the fact that I've eaten an entire slice of bread since we started recording. Nice work. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> Things I have eaten on recordings. A slice of pizza when I was recording with Cassidy from Wayward. And a slice of bread when I was recording <laughs> this episode. What carbohydrate will I tackle next? I once ate four almond prawns. <laughs> it was, I was like, Lindsay, I'm going to need you to do your whole exposition thing while I scarf these down. Ready? Go. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask how rowdy I can get before we start? The rowdiest. Okay. Yes. This is a Buckwild episode. It is. This, legally, this has to be a cussing podcast, otherwise we wouldn't be able to make it through. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, the... I just, sometimes... I, just, I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, because because sometimes you just gotta say fuck about Will Schuster. I don't. I don't. Is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that at all. I don't remember anyone's name. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> nice. That's rad. Um, it didn't really, you know, make me have any dreams about going into showbiz. <laughs> I more dreamed about being a lawyer because I played like half of the first Phoenix Wright game and I was like oh it's going to be just like that <laughs> <laughs> and that was like a solid few months yeah I mean I bet that you could probably be a pretty good lawyer based on sheer intimidation skills alone oh god no I'm a wet blanket I could, I'd fucking freeze up <laughs> you could be a podcast lawyer maybe it's like take Joe Rogan to court <laughs> I will. It's like that guy <laughs> who does the fucking video game cases for like YouTube and shit. But it's Which me one? and I'm just fucking shooting Joe Rogan. <laughs> With a gun. We're this is a the law into our own hands. Yeah. What do you think the vigil in my name comes from? <laughs> Anti. Tangentially, have you seen the excerpts from Ready Player 2 before they were DMCA'd off Twitter? Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Emma brought them to my attention and Whew. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I th I think Annie was sharing them on the on the Gem Jam Discord, and it's like th there was specifically the part about like 
What does Ernest Klein think that non-binary sex looks like? <laughs> Same as any other sex. You know, you put on your hat, your galoshes, you get real deep in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's called non-binary sex because you use C++. Exactly. <laughs> You know, I saw something terrifying a couple days ago on Tumblr that's relevant to this conversation. Oh, Oh, yeah? Someone said, someone commented that, in their opinion, Glee was the franchise, the media property that started fandom having, I'm going to say, a fervent connection to the creators of the franchise or media property that they were interested in. Partially because of the advent of social media, that Glee just became... Glee, Glee fans had essentially a direct line to the creators and were able to make their opinions very vocally known. And how mm-hmm. that affected the show, for better or for worse. Or for worse. <laughs> Often for worse. The only time it made it better mm-hmm. was when uh, Santana and Brittany got together. Yep. I'm sorry, I had a note about Finn that I forgot. I gotta look, I gotta look at a picture of him to see if I can pull... He looks like an airbrushed version of fuck. Who was it? Tom Holland or something? Kind of. He does kind of look like a spent out Tom Holland. I forget the actor that I was that I was talking about, but he just looks like somebody took that actor and fucking applied the click poster filter airbrush to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Just actually seeing him in motion and talking just made me think of that. Yeah. Did this world, no, this world didn't blow up in Heather's. It almost did. It did in the TV show. There was a TV show? There was a terrible TV oh, show. Oh, right! I forgot about that shit! <laughs> 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 there was oh, a bad TV no. show that I only saw like the last two scenes of because I found out how it ended and I was like, are you for real? And so I, I went and I tracked it down like the last few scenes and I'm like, wow. Okay then? Why did they do that? Damn. Why did they make the why did they make the bullies minorities? What statement were they trying to make? I'm it's it's flooding back. I never watched the show, but fuck. It was bad. It was the the bar for glee is so low and yet Heather's managed to power roll underneath it. Oh jeez. <laughs> okay, don't stop recording yet, y'all. Okay. Cuz I found a clipping that I had from Entertainment Weekly on May from the May 28th, 2010 publishing. Mm-hmm. They did about, I think it must have been about a quarter page feature called How to Be Sue Sylvester. Uh, be gay, bitch. I'm just going to read you the entire thing. Is the Cheerios head coach secretly your role model? If so, Lynch lays out the five things you need to be more like the tracksuit-loving tyrant. Number one. Intensity. You need to have a constant hunger for that next fight. Number two. Swagger. When you walk into a room, you need to be able to suck all of the energy out and take it for yourself. All heads should turn the minute you enter the room. Number three. Wardrobe. You need tracksuits, and they need to be in a variety of colors, and in each episode, you must never, ever repeat. 
There should be at least three or or four episodes between tracksuits. Four. Arrogance. I thought we already did number four. <laughs> no, that was number three. Um, number four. Arrogance. You totally need to be in your own movie where you are acting, directing, and writing. If people's responses to you aren't what you wrote, just ignore them. <laughs> and the kicker. Number five. Sex hair appeal. fetish. I, Chain Lynch, have a thing about hair, too. I have a little head, thin hair, and a fat ass. When the hair doesn't have enough volume, the proportions just go off. Jesus Christ. I agree. I'm, like, sucking the soul out of my body. All of those were things that Chain Lynch said in a published Entertainment Weekly feature in 2010. Because he would have been a lot- he would have been, um- he would have been in office by that. Oh point. yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, that's why. That's why I was desperately checking co- Pokemon game release timelines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, Black and White came out in twenty eleven. Shit." <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe they maybe already and Finn end up with Heart Gold and Soul Silver and poke with Pokewalkers. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun! Imagine all the steps you can get in while you're dancing. Already puts his on his on his uh, wheelchair wheels. Yes. <laughs> It would work. Artie's like, yes, hello. My fur alligator is already is already level 90. And Finn's like, what? Here, go my on your wheels too. <laughs> I mean, that would probably legitimately work because the way the, the pendulum or whatever inside of it was just like, mm-hmm. you could make it go just by waving your arm back and forth in an arc. Oh, I did that. I mean, heck, I, I do that and play Pokemon Go too. I, I remember bringing my Pokewalker to work once, and then I pulled it out while I was uh, not on break, and my manager was like, Tanner, don't be playing video games. I'm like, uh, technically, it's a pedometer. <laughs> and I was like, I, I can see that's a Pokewalker from here. I, I can see that's some kind of Pokemon accessory from here, but you're a new hire, so I will let this go once. Can't wait for you to get your Digimon watch and just have that be like, it's a watch! Oh, I'm not taking that thing to work. I lift things and move things. I don't want it to get scratched up scuffed. Yeah, that's fair. It's going to be kept in pristine condition, my little pulsy boy with him sneakers. <laughs> Fun fact. In the Glee Project, which was the reality show spin-off to win a role on Glee, there was an episode where mm-hmm. all the the contestants had to dress as like a famous pop star with a notable look, and there was one girl who had to wear a meat dress. Yeah. Somebody dressed as David Bowie, I hope. Yes. Thank God. Let me let me think off the top oh, of my good. head. There was David Bowie, Gaga in the meat dress, uh Britney Spears, um Um Elvis. Mm-hmm. I think there was a Madonna. Hang on, let me check. Lee project. I'm pretty sure this was also the episode theatricality. <laughs> that makes sense. Huh. This oh, this was the second the second season theatricality. There was uh Abraham was David Bowie, Allie was Katy Perry, Eileen was Madonna, Blake was Boy George, Lily Mae was Cyndi Lauper, Michael was Elvis Presley, Nellie was Britney Spears, and Shanna was Lady Gaga. Yeah. And then they sang When I Grow Up, and they were in a supermarket. Okay. Listen, in, in like two to three years when we get to the Glee Project, I can tell you all about all the shit that went down on that show. In two to three years? In two to three years. <laughs> we go faster than Morphin Grid over here. <laughs> also, we have less material it's to true. go through. <laughs> You're going to do three episodes a week. 
Oh no. I, f- uh, I feel like I can condense the Glee project into just one episode a season. <laughs> Hopefully. I'll fucking motormouth it. Okay. <laughs> He's pulling a Mesnick. Never mind, that's a bachelorette joke. Okay, yeah, I I, I don't bachelorette. <laughs> I don't bachelor either. There was one, one of the bachelors was Jason Mesnick, and he would like cry at the drop of a hat. And so whenever okay. a bachelor cries later on, they're like, oh, he's pulling a Mesnick. Okay, okay, that makes sense. The only exposure to The Bachelor and The Bachelorette that I have is from back when Rachel and Griffin McElroy were doing their Bachelorette podcast. And now it's literally just whenever someone puts stuff on my on my Twitter or Instagram feeds. And that's it. It's, I, I started listening to that podcast on the last season that it was that podcast because they mm-hmm. ended up stopping it because they were, got way uncomfortable with some concerning behind the scenes stuff that happened on The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is valid. My mom still watches The Bachelor and The Bachelorette mm. and Bachelor Pad and Bachelor Idol and Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Winter Games. Are you serious? Yeah, and it was like international or something. <laughs> the Bachelor and Bachelorette Extreme Home Makeover. Mario and Sonic at the Bachelorette Winter Games. <laughs> and Knuckles! <laughs> Featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. <laughs> and yeah, we, we always, me and my dad always make fun of me because my mom's like, oh, I just finished watching The Bachelor. And we immediately go, was it the most dramatic episode ever? And she's like, okay, but it really was this time. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently they have been getting wild because like a few years ago, one Bachelor just left. Like, he just ran out into the wilderness and the camera crew had to track him down because, like, where the fuck did he go and why? Oh, yeah, I think I remember seeing stuff about that. He just literally noped off into the wilderness of California or Arizona or Mexico, wherever it was they were filming. Yeah, and then I think there is another girl, like, in the most recent Bachelorette, she, like, fell in love with the guy, like, three or four episodes in. Uh Uh-huh. And so she just left, and they're like, but we have a whole season left of Bachelorette to produce. Yeah. And so they contact, like, the lady who passed the first time they asked her to be at the Bachelorette, and they're like, hey, if your schedule's free again, do you want to be at the Bachelorette? Yeah. And so it was the first season with two Bachelorettes. Huh. I think I've seen some stuff that, like, in this season, there is one contestant who is, like, an actual normal person. Like, in the sense of, like, I would like an apology for how you spoke to me. And, like... What if we actually all treated this person who had to leave the show with the empathy that her situation merits? Yeah. And it's like, huh, so they do exist. But yeah, but then there's bastards that are like, I need to tell you that I only came on here for my record deal. And I feel uncomfortable with the fact that you have had sex before. Yikes. So there was super a guy who like pulls her aside is like, I know we have a strong connection, but I need you to understand that you saying that you have had sex, I find it very two-faced because you also said you were a Christian. And she tore a strip off of him and kicked him off immediately. Well, good. Good for her. Also, one time there was a bachelor who said that he didn't think there should ever be a queer bachelor, and, like, the entire franchise kind of disavowed him. Good. Glad to hear it. Gosh, could you imagine the upheaval in TV viewing society if there was actually, like, a non-heterosexual bachelor or bachelorette? So, well... I, I know that at, with this guy's season, like, you know you know how in a lot of reality shows, people will get the quote-unquote bitch edit? Yes. Well, after that interview came out, he started getting the bitch edit, and he was the bachelor. He's supposed to be the focal point. Good, I'm glad. I, I feel like that series then should have just ended with, like, all of the bachelorettes just, like, pulling a lame is and rising up against him. 
<laughs> we are taking over this compound, sir, and you have been voted off the island. Well, it was an interview that happened after the season, and it was near the end of the season airing, so there were only, like, three uh, girls left, but, like, one girl, like, she straight up said, yeah, you're not listening to a single thing I say, there's no ever gonna be a connection here, I'm leaving. And then between the two girls, like, neither of them seemed super excited about being picked, and mm-hmm. then, like, in the after the final rows, they're like, yeah, it's not working out, bye. Good, good for them. And then, yeah, he, like, they've had interviews with a whole bunch of the women who have been on that season, a lot of them are like, yeah, he was t- completely talking out of his ass, and I'm so glad that I didn't end up with him or even close to him over this season. Um, good. And then in one good. season of Bachelor Pad, so you say that there was a contestant who was a normal person, but in yeah. one of the seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, which is just, we put a whole bunch of former Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants on an island, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. But in one of them, one of the contestants was someone who was had never been on The Bachelorette before because she was like the on-again, off-again girlfriend of another girl who was on the island. And huh. so she came on and they're like, we're just arguing the rules slightly so that the two women can give each other rules, roses if they so choose. And they're like, yes, we're definitely going to do that. <laughs> Good for them. And so... I've always said that the issue with, like, a Bachelor-style dating show with queer people is that there's always a chance that the contestants might end up with each other instead of with the focal point character, which is totally Mm -hmm. fine, but it throws a huge wrench into the Bachelor formula. So Mm -hmm. they would have to do, like, one... They'd have to have a bisexual Bachelor or Bachelorette, and then one contestant who's the same gender, and then the others are het options... Or yeah, or you just do a Bachelor in Paradise, but it's all queer men or all queer women or all queer all all the queers. Just don't tell anyone about polyamory. <laughs> Welcome to Gay Island. <laughs> oh, I, I that would make so much money. You could probably kickstart that. Yeah. When I have a teen pregnancy in my fanfic, I am going to pull a friends. I'm gonna have it last like a whole day. What like the delivery or the the whole labor? Have you ever seen that episode of Friends? No. It's one of the ones where Rachel is giving birth, but they, instead of, like, doing the TV labor, where it's like, your water breaks and the baby's gonna come out in, <laughs> over the course of a Queen song. Mm-hmm. They go into the waiting room, and, like, she's in the labor and d- going through all the contractions and everything, and mm-hmm. it's taking forever, and then, like, the other people in the waiting room with her keep getting to go in faster. Oh, I bet that's terrible. So it's like, Rachel will have, a, like, a really painful contraction, and then they're like, you're only two centimeters dilated, and she's like, oh, what's that? That's, like, this much, right? And, like, Ross pushes her hands together so they're almost touching yes and then like they get another lady and she's like oh yeah i've been having contractions too mm-hmm. oh that was a big one <laughs> and there's one lady who's like wheeled into the room and she's like yelling and like oh no baby's already crowded we got to get her <laughs> into the living room right now and then wheels around and rachel's like come on <laughs> yeah the point being that friends is good sometimes i am glad to hear that and my jeans are gonna fall apart your what? I have aesthetically distressed jeans, and I keep picking at the threads. Gotcha. Okay. I, th- I think the only time a TV pregnancy addressed the fact that, like, a whole bunch of bullshit happens during your pregnancy was a show called Life in Pieces, where, like, the dad is in the delivery room, and he's like, oh, it's, it's happening, it's so beautiful, it's, oh god, you just pooped a little. What? Yeah, it's, is it bad? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Oh god. Oh, gosh. And then, like, after, like, it op- almost opens with the pregnancy, and then after the doctor's like, listen. Do not look down there. You're going to be tempted to look down there. Do not look down there for a good two weeks. Yup. And then, like, halfway through the episode, like, it's, like, an outside shot of their house, and the mom's screaming, and the dad runs is like, What is it? I look down there. Oh, she told you not to. I know, but I had to know. <laughs> what was it like? You know in Predator when he takes off his mask? Oh, no. I'm going to deliberately not mention that to my sister-in-law who's due any day now. 
Hey everybody, so quick update on that, and it's good news. Uh, the good news is that uh, my baby Nephew was born, and everyone is healthy, everyone is safe, uh, so that's some, you know, good news for a change. And I hope y'all enjoyed our blooper medley. Uh, stay tuned next week for our season one wrap-up, and that's what you missed on Glee! Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christina gonna figure out Why we love the show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me Loser like me